Oh, trying to like a new story. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the format. I feel like for the show. All right. Well, I don't know that we do. Welcome to the rad what do you mean? dude. Well, I oh. think. Well, welcome. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's do our normal thing. Welcome to the Rad Dude Cast, episode <laughs> eight. Wow, eight. It's already been eight years. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Is that what your understanding of when these episodes come out? So a, no a new episode is a new year to you. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying it's 2013. It's 2021. I'm Brendan Air. I'm here with two of my best friends in the world, Anthony. And Greg. Anthony DeVito and Greg Stone, <laughs> who refuse eight episodes in. They refuse to give you their full names. I'll do it for them. Maybe we get to 10 years. Uh, so real quick, let's uh, get the business out of the way. The Rad Dude Cast. You can write us emails, and we will answer your questions on the air. That's theraddudecast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, at theraddudecast. Uh, and listen, if you're... Listening to the show, if you're enjoying the show, which we know, we see the stats, we know a lot of you are, uh, go on iTunes, give us a five-star review, or whatever review you see fit, and uh, and leave us a uh, leave us a comment, because we get bored. Yeah. We like to read comments. <laughs> um, I do want to bring something up for judgment before we even get started. Okay. I know that we have a no editing policy, mm-hmm. Okay, but I said a few things in the last episode <laughs> that I really regret. And we can't do anything about it because they're already on iTunes. But can we maybe just, if I say, like, if I start talking about my genitalia, can you guys just maybe wink at me and I'll, I'll know that you just winked. Are you tell me to stop? Saying if I wink. I don't know how to wink. You don't, yeah, you double wink. Yeah, I, don't, I can only close both eyes at once. Really? Are you serious? You can't wink? I no. can't wink either. I, 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 okay. No, I can do it, but it's very deliberate. That's good. Yeah, you're doing oh, really Greg's, well. Oh, Greg's winking right now, and it's great. I feel well, like you, you got all, all, you're always good at, like, parlor tricks. Well, that was the thing is, when yeah. I was little, winking and whistling were two things I had trouble with. Uh-huh. And I said, I am not going to be the kind of person who can't do these things. So I just sat with my dad, and he was like, just keep trying, just keep trying. And I and until I can learn how to wink. Really? And whistling, whistling, big on, really couldn't whistle for Give me your time. whistle. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear, oh, let's pretend that Darth Vader's coming down the street. Yeah. <laughs> That's really well, good. What about that like is a, really good. What about like a hey, like get over here kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like one of get those. Over here. No, like don't say it. Like a whistle that's like that. Oh. You know when the guys they the oh, people they put double ones. Yeah, the double ones with the but, fingers in the mouth. By the time I found out about that, it was so over whistling. I was so <laughs> like, what I got is good. I don't need to be this obnoxious person who's because we had these uh real uh these I grew up in a, you know there was some uh, there's one Italian guy and he would he would go yo where's the baby and he would whistle. <laughs> And he would call for the baby. Wait, what? Wait, he, he was just calling his baby? That? Yeah, Jessica was the baby. The baby was trained to come t- to a <laughs> whistle? Go, Joe, where's the baby? And then he'd be like, I don't know. And then they'd have to find Jessica, who was the baby. But he'd also have this whistle that you could hear Wait, he would come over away. your house for... Oh, I guess I didn't really set this up, because in my head, I know exactly <laughs> what I'm the... talking about. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like a sitcom character. Oh, see, like, and also, that's his catchphrase. In normal neighborhoods, I don't know if they do this as much, but in like the South End, People are just screaming on the street. So when right. you wanted to find your kid, you didn't say, oh, come home at five. You just w- opened your door and went, where's the baby? And then Jessica would come home or you'd scream, Joe. You, you'd yell. You'd, you'd yell for your child and you, you'd come home because you'd know. Everyone had their own call. My stepfather would go, Gregory, <laughs> Joseph, time for dinner. Every time, time for dinner. <laughs> I like that these people are calling babies, which in my yeah. mind elicits. I, I understand right, they're yeah. probably calling older children their babies, well, but in my mind, I'm picturing your neighborhood. It's just babies, babies crawling, crawling around, crawling loose back to the everywhere. door. Yeah, <laughs> just loose babies. Just a baby crawling out of the tree, nailing their way <laughs> back. Yeah, you're not that far off because he would go, Joey, he'd call for Joe, and then Joe would be like, what? And he'd be like, where's the baby? And then he'd have to go find. His little sister Jessica, who was a baby, she was like two or three, but you know we yeah. just had we had forty kids on our block. Right, we were raising ourselves like wolves. <laughs> well, that's I, I like that. Now, if I could not, I don't want to gloss this over. I like Anthony that uh, at the beginning of this conversation, you uh, referred to winking as a parlor trick. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just like I'm picturing just some people at a dinner party. One guy stands up, oh, time for a little entertainment. And then he just winks. And Pay the man. Pay the man. He did his yeah. winking. Pay the man. He does a couple winks. Then he does a couple armpit fart noises. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. I've lost I that ability. do. Yeah, I know. I, I used to be great with the fart I never armpits. could do it. That's what I mean. Those are like parlor tricks. Those are like cool fifth grader tricks that yeah. I think got people friends. Hold yeah, on. Uh, hold Greg on, is man. making an armpit fart. That's what I mean. I feel like you I can do all those. Not not that good. Like that sleight, good. Of, sleight of hand kind of stuff. I feel you can do all no, that I'm stuff. You like yeah. impress somebody at a bar. You're real right. good at that, that stuff. kind of stuff. Well, which you is, know I was one of the best waiters to ever serve at TGI Fridays because of these tricks. Right. right. That's, that's what, I, what I mean. Things. That's what I look for in a waiter. I say, <laughs> can this guy wink and can he armpit fart? Because that's the I'm only thing I care about. A sucker for that stuff. I love a man who winks at me. I know he probably does it at any time, but he's just if he's just like, hey, don't worry, kid, don't worry about it, and he winks at you, it makes me feel special. I think winking makes you feel special on the inside. No? I No, I absolutely agree, and I have a story about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened to me probably when I first moved to New York. Uh, there was this couple just making out on the train, Ooh. just making out, and uh, which I hate that. I don't like public displays of affection. I say don't, I don't want to see that. It's not my thing. but I, So I'm just kind of like looking at him kind of in anger. You know, this guy opens his eyes, catches me looking no. at him. We lock eyes <laughs> while he's making out, and he winks at me, oh. which real weird, right? Like, I then get overwhelmed. My brain doesn't know how to react, so I wink back at him. Yeah. And <laughs> talk about awkward. How old was this guy? You got it. That's, oh, that's uh, a good question. I'd say 34. That's old enough to know that that's hilarious. Like that guy knew he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, no, that's a creepy. fun. That's a funny thing to do. If, if yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. Let me tell you something though. I know. I agree. It is a funny thing to do. I saw this guy though, and I will say he wasn't doing it for a laugh. Okay. He was. Uh, he was doing it for like a. <laughs> oh yeah. Join the crew. Yeah. That's look funny. what I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, oh man. Um. What else is going on with One you time I was on the train when we lived in Sunnyside, and it was uh, me and my girlfriend at the time. And then um, there was a, another guy, I didn't ever met him, uh, prior to this. And he fake proposed to his oh. girlfriend on the train, and everybody else was alarmed, and I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was like the funniest thing in the world to do. So then I did it to my girlfriend. And then me and this guy really hit it off, exchanged phone numbers. That's hilarious. I thought we were going to, like, I was like, oh, you got a great sense of humor. I got a great sense of humor. We should hang out. We didn't hang out after that. But I, I really was like, I think I made a friend on the train who's as big of, like, an idiot as I am. No, good and I got proposal. really excited. Well, what is a fake proposal? Well, you- he got down He got down on one knee. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't remember, the, like, the girl's name. But, like, you know, he got down on one knee and he was just like, the whole train kind of just stopped and was like, oh, my God, is this guy proposing to his girlfriend? He got down on, on the one sixth train. Yeah, on the seventh train. He gets down on one knee, and he's just like, you know, Gloria, you're the love of my life, like the apple of my eye. Now, did I, she know? She's laughing. She's laughing the whole <laughs> yeah. time. And everybody else kind of doesn't see that. So everybody, And I am dying laughing because I'm just like, this is like one of the funniest things yeah. you can do. Um, oh, I was great. Oh, going back to the winking thing. A gick, you can't do it. You can't wink, right? Uh, not really. I can if I concentrate. Nah, my, both my <laughs> eyes, they're connected. They play together. Yeah, that's what mine do. You can do it on either eye pretty good. Yeah, well, the thing is... You do it. You your mouth practice, moves, too, though. Pull an eye open. <laughs> just hold your eye open. And uh, just start doing both. Greg's holding his eye open like the guy in, in Clockwork Orange with those metal things. So and you, he's just blinking another train eye. Yourself. I'll, sh- I'll show you my... What? That's now, what I mean? Now Greg's flaring his nostrils. Yeah, this guy I have control over my entire has body. got <laughs> every trick my in ears. the book. Boom. What? He's moving his ears. He's yeah. flaring he his nostrils. All, he can do all those things. A you real gotta, body control gotta, man. You got to be in control of your entire body. If you have when did you one. start learning this stuff? Well, I think I eventually I got in touch with my entire body at a young age. <laughs> Because I thought I wanted to be Batman, so you like, needed. Batman oh yeah, he's probably mastered his everything. His entire body, so oh, that's pretty good. I, I can make my lips thin. 
He is. He's making his yeah, lips what? get fat and thin. Yeah. I've yeah, never seen that yeah. before. You have to be the, control your his, body. His lip, ladies and gentlemen, his lips are becoming fat and then thin. They're pulsating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Uh, That's why I think when I, if I have to poop, my fingers hurt because it's I'm so in interconnected key with the body that my fingers know what my bowels are doing. That's why if I have one earphone, my you know I start to, my eyes start to tear. I got a whole I got a whole bunch of control. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of weird trigger. You got a whole different you you got a whole different system than other people. See, I run a totally I run the complete opposite oh, system, yeah. and that's I've put up I've I've installed firewalls throughout my body. I don't want any part of my body communicating with any other part of my body. So in other words, I don't my I don't want my hands knowing what my brain is up to. I don't want my eyes yeah, having any no contact with my nose. Uh. It's a no trust. If nobody knows, nobody's accountable. Sure. So everyone do their own thing. I say foot, foot you're on your own. Be yeah. a foot. That's your only business. <laughs> That's great. Don't you don't fucking worry about what the hips up to cuz you're a foot. <laughs> if you go to jail for like cocaine, you can just tell a judge, "Hey, Nobody else knows what this nose is doing. <laughs> yeah. This is this nose is a problem. That yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. You can ask my I brain, gotta, but he yeah. can't tell you. Take the nose off. I yeah. say. Take punish the, him. Take my nose to jail. Yeah. Now, let's Rest bring this full circle. The reason Could, this came up in the first place. Oh, you gotta I got more winking stuff. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I yeah, wanna yeah, talk yeah. about No, 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 of course. I can't here's uh, I'll show everyone. All right. Okay. Yeah, okay, but well, this is radio. Yeah, well, I'll know, describe. We usually uh, describe. Okay, all right. Well, all we right. I wouldn't say we describe. You yeah. describe. Brendan will describe. I'd, I'll all describe. Right. You, you know, you took a real, you took yourself real a task on that one. But <laughs> say that. No, well, let's see this thing. All right. Uh, this is the because I can't do it both eyes. That's the one. I feel like. Hold on. What do you? No, he's just <laughs> you're trying to wink. Yeah, you're just grinning like, like an idiot. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You're just doing he's this. just uh. like grinning like a pirate. <laughs> Anthony's trying to wink. Neither of his eyes close. Just the left side of his face grimaces. Yeah, yeah it looks like he's trying to get a nut at the side of his teeth. Hold on, do it again. The other eye, I can't. I can't even come he's close. He's trying with the left to eye. wink. Neither eye closes. I've no. never seen anything like this. Yeah. Okay. I bring this up because we had to play. We play used to play this game in college called Assassins, which was um, uh. Winking was a part of it. Right. Like, if you winked at a person and they saw you wink at them, like, either you were out or they were out. I forget how it was. It was a card game, a lot of fun. And I couldn't wink, so I used to have to stick out my tongue like a frog. Like, that would be my thing. Like oh, I'd have to frogs do that. Like, oh, yeah. they do that. I'd yeah, have to do that, do that is yeah. my thing. Yeah, they can catch a fly. Yeah. Oh, man. God damn, that's pretty good, man. Just keep winking at people. They can feel real weird. Yeah. No, that's not a wink. No, now you're just being embarrassed. Now you're. Well, I'm trying to do it with that eye, but you're, I can't you even are, close. You are. Greg's right. You're embarrassing control yourself. It. Control it. Control your body. Right. How, How did you get into touch with your body like that, though? <sighs> I really. Hours in the darkness. I used to just sit in a closet. I'm not even kidding. I just sit in a closet, no lights, with the coats on my head, become and I can feel <laughs> nothing but my body. And then you control your body through the darkness. Your body becomes the closet. Then I would feel the coats. I'm not even connected to them. You're like Bane. A lot like Bane, but more because. My brother would, uh, he like, he would just, I would go in the closet and he would sit against That's what I think it was. I think I had too much stimulus. I had a bunch of toys and stuff like that, so I think I never even, like, ventured into that. Yeah. Now, one training method that I did do, and I, I, I'm not, I have no, none of these bodily skills of you, but I used to, my first job, I was a busboy and a dishwasher, mm -hmm. and I was very impressed by the chef's ability to touch hot things. Very, oh, yeah. very <laughs> impressed. Because you know a chef, they've been in the kitchen their yeah. whole life. They can grab something that a normal person, it would burn. You know, they're not, it's, I wouldn't call it a superhuman skill, but it's close. It's callous. They've, they've, they've yeah, they've hand, right? basically they callous their hands. So when, so I was very jealous of this. So when nice. no one was back there in the back, I would uh, put my hands into the, uh, there was a almost boiling thing of water <laughs> where they would, si the silverware would be soaking before it was washed. Uh, just to, they'd throw silverware in there to get whatever off or whatever. And it was almost boiling. So I would just put my hands in there and challenge myself to uh, take it for as long as I could. Severely. Well, not, not so much a pain challenge. In my mind, it was do it. You'll build up a tolerance yeah. and eventually get to these guys' level. Severely burn my hands. Of course. <laughs> yeah, severely. It wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah, that's dangerous. But good that you did that. I had a karate teacher who would uh, take a bottle and a stick and he'd make us hit our shins with it <laughs> as to break the things in our shins. I did it for five minutes. I said, this is, I'm not enjoying this. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what was, was this? Was this an accredited karate teacher or just a guy in the street? Crazy thing. We went to this karate class <laughs> taught by Todd and John. Todd worked at the Home Depot. John worked at the bowling alley. And their karate was just like, come at me. <laughs> and then we're going to we're gonna see what happens. <laughs> I like the idea. And he just like chop you in the neck. You know, you know, it's like, this isn't a move. He'd be throwing broken glass. At, like, real crazy <laughs> bastards. But uh, yeah, he, our first white belts, John, not the teacher, just the guy who works at the Works at the bowling alley uh, and hung out with our karate teacher. Has a bow staff, and he says, I like it when everyone attacks me. Everyone attacked me. And we all attacked him, and he was swinging a stick around his head. We're punching each other. I think my friend kicks him in the balls. He goes, ooh, good one. And then, like, punches a six-year-old in his face. We were, like, so young, and they'd really just beat the shit out of us. So We paid $100 a month for one class a week. But we, we were there every single day after school, and no one gave a shit. No bills got paid. He had one class. It was us eight students. We were there every day. Oh, my God. Would you guys enter tournaments like it, like and just get disqualified? No, but I, <laughs> like, will, I will tell you what happened. There was a tour- I don't think this was accredited. I think this was just a guy who bought a bunch of karate uniforms and was teaching us street fighting. That's so funny. What did happen? What? That if he like came across all these karate uniforms, he was like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta do something with them." Yeah. Which, in hindsight, he was probably just like seventeen years old. Right. Just like how old? How old were John and Todd? They were probably just dudes that he, were like, "I'm gonna be a karate teacher." It's hard to say. I mean, you know, I, to me, he was like he was fifty. Right. But, but he was probably like thirty, maybe twenty-five, twenty-six. Yeah. John was young. Todd was a little bit older. He had a little salt and pepper in his hair. So he might have been however old you are right now. Right. Because he was probably at this. He drove a Fiero. Uh, we didn't enter cry tournaments, but I tell you what, we did enter uh, sometimes because we live like near Newark. So like these, you know, these shitums, these uh, you know scumbags would walk by, and one of them just looks in the class. He's like, "Man, I'll fuck all you up." <laughs> so then the cry teachers are like, "Yeah, come on in." And then we would just fight kids <laughs> off the street just in the karate class. <laughs> yeah, he would. We put on we put on this gear. He put on gear on both of them, and he was like, "All right, do like you did after me. Fight this guy." So, so then we, uh, you know, then my friend Pedro. Fought some kid uh, in a karate match, and uh, he beat the kid. No one, no one so saw this coming, and uh, it was a. Uh, that's what the hell happened. It was nuts. We we um, a lot of crazy stories with that kid. That's great. I I will say I'm not sure that's what you call a karate match when it's one guy. <laughs> Who just walked in off the street, <laughs> and another guy who's been trained by two fellas that don't really know karate. I think that's just kid fighting, is what you <laughs> yeah. witnessed. Yeah, we were like a little fight club, I think. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, I love. So these, this is John and Todd said that to build up your shin tolerance. John you would, said this. You hit your shin with a stick and a bottle. Well, he had a Snapple bottle, and he would <laughs> smash his what? shins with the Snapple bottle uh, to. Kill the nerves so that if someone kicked you in the shins, it wouldn't hurt. Uh, I have complete feeling of all of my shins still to this day, so I th- I don't know what that gag was. I think the uh, I think that's actually like a thousand year old uh, Chinese uh, Wu Tang technique: the Snapple bottle on the shin. Also, this guy was a bouncer at a bowling alley, or he worked at a bowling alley and just beat up bowlers. Like I th- yeah, I got a big hole in my crotch. How are you looking at? No, I was looking at the thing. Oh. Big hole in my crotch right now. That's fine. That happens. Yeah. Uh, so let's bring this full circle. What? What? How this winking conversation came up is, Greg, you were concerned of some of the things said. If you didn't catch last week's episode, episode seven, give it a listen. Greg got real drunk for his uh, for his birthday episode, and then you you ended. Anthony went in a drawer. You ended up talking about a vibrating cock ring, and yeah. you're and you're concerned about That's, that. I would. I am concerned about maybe we just do a little bit of editing, maybe just edit out. If I go, I, you guys are very good at not saying things that you don't want to talk about. I just talk about everything, and then I'll get myself in trouble. I can't be talking about something. It's my family. My uncle wanted to listen to the podcast. I talked about a cock ring on the last thing. <laughs> about a cock ring, you wear it to make you not pee. Like that's that. That was weird. I can't. First of all, I thought it was fantastic, but I understand where you're coming from. Let me put this uh, out there, though, and Anthony, tell me if you agree. There was no stopping you. You were drunk, yeah. man. You were real drunk. For those of you listening, like we weren't. First of all, Greg held himself together amazingly for how much vodka he drank. 
The vodka. Yeah. We had a, he had a big bottle of Svedka vodka. It went through the course of the. Uh, it's one of those wide bottles. It went down seven inches <laughs> through the course of the podcast. Then I. I've never seen anything like this because we know he wasn't faking. I saw him drink the vodka. I've never seen anything like this. We were going out after we record the podcast. Greg, just the drunkest man alive, goes into the bathroom, takes a shower, and comes out stone cold sober. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that. I felt that too. I was like, how am I okay? It was crazy. Yeah, and it's weird too because if you listen to the podcast and you brought it up, you do go through like all the stages of being drunk in like an hour's time, and then yeah, you just came out of the shower. You weren't even like hungover or anything. You were just fresh, fresh as the day, ready to go. Was I I drunk where we went? What did we do? No, I think we just did uh, like shows or something. You guys went to some open mics. Oh, that's maybe. Oh God, no, those were terrible. Yeah, we went to. Oh yeah, nothing got done. We spent six hours trying to do shows and we didn't even get on stage. Was it that night? Oh, we did late night at the end. So this is something we don't we don't talk about very often. We we allude to it. With the three of us are comedians in New York City. Um, you know, there's plenty of podcasts out there if you just want comedians talking about comedy. You can get that a million different places. We don't really do that, but we're gonna do a little of it uh, today because we have some some fun topics we want to talk about. I want to talk about worst shows of all time mm-hmm. the worst shows you guys have ever done because every comedian's got their stories yeah, yeah. of the just the shit the worst ones you have to do um do you want do you want me to start you guys want to start how should we do this now i know you know i have one that mm-hmm. i think you're leading to but i have another one that it's a short one that i could tell you the worst audition i ever had okay uh, i had to go to uh you you i don't know if i ever told you guys this one I don't even know if it's that great, but it really pissed me off. Uh, when I first started doing comedy, it was about like a year or two in. I was in Jersey, and I had to go to this club in South Jersey to audition. Uncle for, Vinny's. Yeah, right? I didn't want to say the name because oh. I was hoping maybe it got work there, but <laughs> they don't listen to this anyway yet. So I go to this place, Uncle Vinny's, and I was like, I'd like to audition for your club. And the guy goes, uh, all right, drive down. I'll put you on this show. So I drive down, an hour and a half drive, right? I go into the club. No, I drive with my brother. No one is there. So it's like, oh, this show's canceled. There's me and the only person here is the headliner. There's no one in the crowd. Sucks I drove an hour and a half to get here, but what are you going to do? The guy goes, no, no, you're still going to audition. We'll still do the show. Just go perform. There's no one there. Literally no one. No, one person, my brother. (laughs) So he's like, go on stage. So I'm like, I have to do my material for my brother, which I know that people, if you're you're not a comic, you might not understand, like, you know, the bits are like the rehearser in your head. Like, doing a bit for somebody is weird. Because you're not... Somebody who knows you. Really, yeah. Like, yeah. you're not really talking to people. You're kind of rehearsing. Right. You know, you're to, to an extent you can. But, like, when you're doing your material, you are essentially doing an act. It's a performance. Yeah. yeah. So, to do an act to the person who knows me <laughs> better than anyone else on the planet. <laughs> to, like, pretend to talk to someone. Like, hey... Hey, I, I just got back from Paris, and he's like, "No, you didn't. I was, <laughs> I, I live in the same houses with you." And it's like, "Well, you know, I think French people are weird." No, I mean they're not that weird, Greg. What are you talking about? Like, it's very weird to try to do this. So I perform for my brother. Very awkward. He's trying to play along. I get off, and then he was like, "I gotta be honest. I don't think you did so great with the crowd." <laughs> which was my brother yeah uh, and then i'm still pissed off so i'm like ah whatever let's just go we walk out the door and as we're leaving he makes the headliner still perform to nobody he paid the headliner to come down so he just made this guy perf- who did like a puppet show <laughs> to nobody because me and my brother left so that's it was like, bizarre. That's not the worst I've ever had, but it was just like it was so weird. No, that's that's, uh, that's yeah. Well, even if it's not your brother, one performing to one person, it's not stand up because yeah. it, it, that the, the whole stand up relies on on, on reaction mm-hmm. and 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 the, a crowd or at least a fucking yes. little crowd. It's a conversation. At least more than one person. One person. It's a conversation where they don't get to talk. And right. you have a microphone. It's just a rude conversation. Right, because <laughs> because that's the reason why when you're just in a conversation and someone says, tell me a, tell me one of your stand-up jokes, you're like, well, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's going to be very it's, weird. It's going to be weird because it doesn't, it relies on that. Uh, 
That's bizarre. I have a I have a short one like yeah, that yeah. before we get into the real hell gigs. A kind of like you don't know anything early on, you know. When I started in Cleveland, uh, I had a friend in a band who goes, uh, "Oh, you know what? Like this will be great. You're doing stand up now." He's in like a a punk band, so oh, it's I'm, intense. He goes, "Oh man, here's the thing. Uh, we got to change over." At the intermission, another band's coming on. It'll be great. You do stand-up in between bands. So for for those of you that don't know, like comedy occasionally can work with bands, but it's got to be before the bands. Like some touring bands will have a stand-up open for them, and it kind of works. A lot of times they get booed off stage, but it can work. But you can't go after the band's gone up. You can't go up. And I'm new. I got no chops. I don't know how to deal with a fucking crowd, like a, a standing punk show crowd <laughs> yeah, no. that's just that's just been moshing. Yeah. You know. So uh, so the band ends. You know, everyone's ears are just ringing, and this guy goes, "And now we got a comedian, Brendan. <laughs> that's yeah. it, Brendan." That's it. Just so, some friend of yeah, ours, yeah, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that. Who'd you go see no the other name. night? Oh, we saw Brendan. <laughs> like you're some like a black you check him out. Zuzi or something. Yeah, yeah. Brendan. Yeah. There's a million Brendan. You gotta see Brendan. S- yeah. So I go up, and I'm so new. I don't know. Like, all right, I don't know what I know now. Which is, if there's any hope of that working, you gotta somehow match the energy that just came off, or do something to get them in the mindset mm-hmm. of, I'm going to be talking and telling jokes. I didn't know that. Like, I, in my mind, I don't have any, there's no tools in my toolbox. All I got right. is these jokes that I've written, and I'm going to say them. So I get up there, I go, I just, hey, you know, right into a fucking joke. <laughs> immediately into a joke. Oh, yeah. Like, so, you know, the uh, and, and back then I was doing one-liners, you know? So I go, uh, start start my first joke, uh, uh um, what what jokes were I doing back then? I was doing one-liners that weren't even true. I was doing like I, one of my jokes <laughs> was like uh, 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 I asked my mom uh, which kid she loved the most, uh, and she said, "Brendan, that's not a fair question," which I thought was weird because I don't have any brothers or sisters. <laughs> you know, I was doing shit like that, like fucking uh, one-liners. So I go into my first joke, and some guy. Some big jack guy with no no sleeves on just goes uh, just goes <laughs> shut the fuck up oh. <laughs> no not e- no like yeah. nice yeah. heckle uh, just told just me to stop. shut the fuck up and it was just like I don't I didn't know what to do so I just kept doing my jokes I couldn't address it I yeah. didn't have the ability or skills or anything fight people usually yeah i I have no and not only that i don't know how to address it i can't tear him down i don't know because i'll just get mad i don't have any skills so i just do my whole set i do like 12 minutes just getting screamed at. (laughs) (laughs) screamed at don't stop Uh, i don't acknowledge anything i just get screamed at Uh, the whole time brutally yeah i have a uh i have a similar situation uh, I was performing. The guys were like, "Hey, we're c- come down perform at my comedy club." Well, he says, "Come perform at my club." I think he's saying comedy club. Oh, it's a comedy club. This is gonna be great. I'm new. Let's see how this goes. Get to the place. Not a comedy club. It's a strip club. So I'm like, oh, "This is." I'm like, "I don't know any better." I'm like, "Oh, it's stage people. They're gonna love to hear me." Yeah. A uh, guy says, "I'll give you thirty bucks." You know, he was like, "You're gonna. We're gonna have the comedy show." And uh, one of the guys goes, "But are the strippers here tonight?" And the guy was like. Eh, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever. We're doing the comedy show. It doesn't matter. We walk in the room. The strippers are stripping. DJ gets on and goes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, say goodbye to the lovely ladies. <laughs> We're going to start the comedy show. So people who came to the strip club to see naked women now had to sit through three comics who have never, who, you know, were not very good. Uh, uh. To get on stage, uh, the host goes up, just gets yelled at. Uh, the guy who's doing the show goes, if you want your 30 bucks, you better do your time. You don't get off early like this guy does. So I have to do 20 minutes. I literally have five minutes of material at this point in my life. I have five minutes tops. I get on stage. As soon as I get on stage, or how you guys doing? Guy goes, fuck you. Throws a water bottle at me. And then people just start yelling at me. The whole time. So I'm literally just running around the stage, 
And I'm looking at the booker, and he's like giving me a thing like, you don't get off until you have right. your, you do whatever. Right. I maybe did 10 minutes. So I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I get off stage. Uh, some biker guy comes up to me, and he was like, he goes, yeah, if we had to watch any more of this, we were going to start fucking kicking the shit out of people. And we were <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Maybe I, we should have not had this happen. So then the headliner went up, and he did like six. Yeah. Just, they don't expect comedy. You can't bombard people with that. That's the yeah. thing. That's the thing that I don't. I don't think crowds know. Sometimes, it's that we. It's not as comedians. We didn't decide to have the show. You know what I mean? Somebody right. asks us to do the show. Right, right. Blame the fucking guy who decided to have comedy night at the strip club. Like, we're just trying to be comedians, and someone asks us to do a show, and we're trying to make it so we'll do any fucking show for any money. And people get mad, and it's like, look, man, like, I agree. You think I want to do comedy here? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The one, I mean, that was like, the show I did, maybe it was like a month ago, where it was an ambush show at a bar, and there was some kind of a deaf meetup group that night <laughs> well first of all what's an ambush show if people well, don't ambush know? show is where if you're at a bar or a restaurant and there's you know there's an amp someone grabs a microphone the person running the show and they go okay we're gonna start the comedy show now you didn't know it was gonna happen okay. you're just going out for a night yeah so show starts happening and it's 60 percent of the people in this bar are, are deaf and they're they're talking they're you know they're signing with each other and that's fine but they, they don't know that a show, a show's going on, and then some of them are making noise. Right. So they don't. I mean, you can visually see that someone's on a microphone, right. but they don't know what you know that might be. So then they're, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. could be anything. As far as they're concerned, I mean, I know could that's be weird. anything. And I, you know, and I guess somebody could tap them on the shoulder and go, "Oh, hey, it's comedy." But like, I, you know, I don't know that they knew that. Why would they even do that? Hey, look what you're missing. What's up? Why would someone right. tap someone be like, hey, it's comedy, just in case you were wondering what's <laughs> happening. It doesn't matter. We're not I don't know. <laughs> hey, look, it's an art form you can never enjoy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost it's it's like almost cruel to yeah. be doing this. Because yeah. it's like, look, look at all these all, all, all our all these ear people. Yeah. This is something they enjoy. You don't know a fucking thing about this, Steffi. Yeah. And now you're rubbing it, you know, jamming it down their throat kind of. So I was um the host doesn't address it, which is probably the better move. But they're making noise throughout her set, and I'm like, and I know myself, and I, I tend to be pretty, uh, um, I guess like a squirrel. I'm per, I'm pretty active up there if I hear something or whatever. Um, so I'm like, I know I'm gonna say something, and it's gonna go bad, but I'm gonna have to. So I go up there the minute I start. There's just noise. They're making noise, and I, you, there's no training for that. There's no training for how do you handle mm-hmm. a heckler who's also deaf. So I, I don't know. I tried to get their attention, and I tried to sign to them what was happening. Oh, because you know sign language. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Exactly. But, but I tried the general things. You know what I mean? And I tried to, because a lot of deaf people can read lips. So I tried to get them to sort of pay attention and your lips. read what I'm saying. And then I tried to bring one of them up sure. to sign this- that it's a comedy show, and if they could just lower their voices... And I, th- I really think they thought I was, and I was, tr- I was just trying to be diplomatic, and then they didn't take it that way, and then half of them gave me the finger, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the rest of the crowd totally turned on me. Why was there comedy happening? It was just, it's just one of those shows that you do so many of those as a comedy. I mean, we no, all no, no one does shows for deaf people. No, but there weren't specifically for them. There was an audience. They showed up. They showed up. There was oh. an audience, and they were a good audience. But the deaf people were making so much noise that it was drowning out the comics, and you kind of needed to you needed to say something about it. But there was no way of doing that that didn't make you look like a like a jerk. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, what it, it, that's what it was. Because uh, they don't know how much noise they're making. That's the that's thing. That's the thing. They can't they judge. Don't they, know. they don't and know. It's not their fault. No, it's not. But it has to, they have to yeah, stop. It's possible they were just rude at deaf people. It's very I mean, possible. that's possible as well. Because I did try to do, I felt like it was in a pretty nice way. I really wasn't trying to be a jerk at yeah. all. Because um, you could have, that's, uh, that's such an easy joke to make. You know right. what I mean? Like, you know, like we're, But I didn't do that. I really tried to, uh, I guess... Um, have the situation go smooth, but 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 that's no the thing. Same thing again. Like it comes down to it, like it's the person 
who runs that show, that's their fault. Right. It's not the deaf people. They're allowed to be wherever they right. want to be. It's not the comedians. It's like somebody's got to be like, okay, everyone here is deaf. We shouldn't, we can't have a comedy show. Right. Yeah, this we're going to pull it. Yeah. yeah. How much money are we making on that show? Yeah. Right. I mean, right. probably nothing. I, got, I think I got a slider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of these shows are like this. They're for free anyway. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. I'd rather, I mean, it's like fun to have that story, but in the moment, I'd rather not be a villain to a bunch of people with, who have disability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'd much rather not have that emotion in that second. But it's a, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a fun story to tell, but I could live without it. Um, Here's a, a story, and then I, I, I think Greg probably got one of the best all-time stories. We'll get into that, but... You guys, I believe, have done this show. I, this is a different night, because I did this show with you one time, uh, but I believe this was a different night. I don't think you were there when I did this. So I go out to do a show in, in Far Rockaway, which is like... Oh, yeah. Which is like it's 65 miles. I don't know. It's in... F- f- Queen- is it in Queens? It's like Queens or Long yeah. Island, but you ride the it's, train yeah. for 25 hours. And we go out there... And uh, it's a Thai restaurant, a show at a yeah. Thai oh, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Just the sweetest girl in the world. She's great. Runs it. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually the night the three of us did it together. I believe it was fun. I I, I think I remember having fun. You hosted that. Yeah, time we that, did it that was really fun. We was had there? a great show. Yeah, yeah you yeah, were, you on were it. there. It was a great show. Yeah. This time, so I go out to do it a second time. Uh-huh. Um, and it's on the deck. It's mm. not on. Oh, it wasn't inside. It wasn't inside. Okay. It's on the deck. Which, first of all. It's hard to do comedy outside. outside. Yeah. It sounds weird, I know, if you're not a comedian listening, but comedy has such to do with atmosphere. Like, laughs breed laughs. So you want a nice low low ceiling. You want that laughter reverberating. It gets weird outside a mm. lot of the time. Second of all, it's fucking on the... It's, it's in the flight path of JFK. <laughs> so there's a plane <laughs> coming over every two minutes. Uh, third of all, the fucking... The guy double booked, uh, and there's a band. Of course, there's a yeah. band outside, on the deck, a bit like a Jimmy Buffett cover band that these people are fucking loving, like loving. <laughs> They're just <laughs> playing some island jams yeah. for these sure. And people. It's a great environment for that. It's that outside water. It's a perfect perfect place environment. Yeah, it's on the water. Yeah. Perfect. And people the people that live around it. there are that kind of yeah. uh, community people. They're loving it. Yeah. So the owner, he's double booked. He does, uh, you know, the smart thing. He cancels the comedy show. No, he doesn't. He tells, <laughs> he tells the, he goes, shit, I double booked it. Here's what we're going to do. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make the band stop. These people Ugh. are loving it. He makes uh, the band stop. Uh, the The band that everyone's loving, again, everyone wants. Yeah. He makes the band stop and goes, we're going to have a comedy show. The band will start up again after. The band doesn't go anywhere. They just sit there disgruntled. Out comes the host. Doctors. The host, you you know it because oh, you've been there before. The host is a cross... It's a cross-dresser. Nice kid. No, nope. I threatened to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> He's a cross-dresser, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, whose bit, his whole sort of cross-dressing bit is he's not just a cross-dresser. He's not just a guy who dresses up like a girl. He's a guy who dresses up like a girl dog. Yeah. So he puts on a, a dog face mask and wears a dress. And, like, I think in his mind he thinks, like, you run into guys like this from time to time in comedy who think that all you need to be a comedian is a funny gag. Yeah, like a so dog he's got face. no jokes. He's got he's a fucking he thinks that's his bit that he'll right. just talk yeah. because he's dressed up like a woman with a dog face mask so on. So funny to keep removing yourself yeah. from what you are. And <laughs> yeah. sense, you know what I mean? to be like, "Well, I'm a man who's a crossdresser and that's fine." And then uh, I'm not, I'm also a crossdresser who's a dog like I, I just think it'd be so funny if you just kept layering and layering more yeah. things. If you and just got to the end where it's like, yeah, who's a banana that talks Spanish? And like, so this guy, this guy, dog face guy, he isn't, uh, whatever. He starts doing, he starts hosting the show, and every time he sort of gets to something that might sort of be a punchline, the band, who's still there, the drummer does a rim shot. Ugh. And everyone on the deck yeah. boos. 
every oh time. Oh my god! <laughs> and it became like this crazy thing. Yeah. And then they bring me up. Yeah. And then they bring me up. What and I, I, I actually did okay just from totally getting on the crowd. Like by then, I had enough experience under my belt to like understand the situation right. and just totally took the crowd side and was kind of like, what? Right. That band was great. Like, what are they? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. The guy's just ruining your night. Like, right. Go ahead and spit in my pad tie while you're at it. Like, <laughs> it's so well, bad. It, uh, le- it, 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 for those people, they're like, oh, that's what comedy is. Comedy is a villain. Right. It yeah. comes in and ruins your time. Right. Yeah. It takes tr- your strippers away. Yeah. It takes your band away. <laughs> yeah. You just know it as a, as a bad, if it was a person, it's a bad person, you know? That actually concerns me about New York comedy is that right. some of these independent shows, I feel like sour people on stand-up yeah. because yeah. they get ambushed. They're trying to eat dinner and talk to their friend. And, and you, all of a sudden it's like, here's a comedy show with right. 12 fucking people who started yesterday. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're going out to eat with whoever or yourself, whatever, and you're like, this, I'm going to go out to eat, that's going to be my night. And then a person just repeatedly comes in and ruins that time. You'd be like, yeah, that person crowd work sucks. Yeah, yeah. Tries to be like, hey, why are you not laughing? Yeah. Oh, because I'm trying to enjoy my tilapia. Yeah. And then you'd be like, yeah, I know comedy. Comedy is a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, let me tag something on here. This yeah. is a great story. We've got the dog face person. Uh, me and Anthony go to do this show. We drive out an hour to get to this place. Same show with the dog. No, no, it no. It was place, like a fundraiser. It was a, yeah. It was like a theater type thing. Yeah. So they I go so on, many acts. but the dog face is there. Dog face hosting is hosting it. it. So now I understand that behind the dog face is like a curtain where the light is shining on the curtain from the back, so you can see shadows. Right. So imagine how that would work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I go on. I think I get off. I'm not really sure what happens, but then Anthony goes on, and he's trying to do his material. Dog face keeps going behind him, doing like dick symbols and like hump things oh, and, and taking away from and the crowd was even on Anthony's side. Yeah. Yeah. They but were you, like what? Yeah, keep going. No, like they were like what? Like and then he was like they're, they're stopping over his jokes, he's having a hard time. That's what it was. So I walked over to the back and I'm like, "Hey, you got I'm like, you got to stop doing that. Stop. We came out here for you. Stop." And she was like, "He or it, whatever." The dog. The dog yeah, the was dog. like, "I'm being funny." And I was like, "You we came out here to help your fundraiser. You're not paying us." We did yeah. this to help you stop, right? So then she keeps going, blah, 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 blah. I forgot how Anthony's, I forgot how it gets to the next level. I think I just kind of, I, because I, I realized that was happening, and then yeah. I got frustrated, and I was like, fuck this, like, I'm out of here, see you later. Because it was going well, and they were laughing at the oh, right I parts. Oh, I slows down now. It, I was laughing, they were laughing at the right parts, and I was like, this is a good set, this is fine. Yeah. And then... They started laughing at other parts, and I and I I was like, I don't know why that's happening. Like, yeah. And then you kept pointing to like the like yeah like turn around turn around, and then I think at one point I might have saw that and been like, oh, that's what this is. Like, yeah. fuck this, fuck you. I'm going home. I'm going home. So I remember. So then we get in the car, and I'm still mad. You know my oh, temper. I'm so mad that I'm at like, this point we had left. Yeah, We're we had car. left. I was like, fuck this. Stop the car. I said to myself, <laughs> I was driving. I get out of the car, go back to that lady, and I was like, uh, I'd already yelled thing. at her. I was like, I was I already yelled at her. So they have a security guard. Um, who was just an old guy. Who's just an old guy an standing old guy. in front of me, so I can't get yeah, in the room. Yeah. And I was like, I got to go talk to her or uh, him. And he was like, uh, No. And I was like, What are you going to do? What are you going to? Are you going to keep me from getting back there? And the guy was like, All right, but be nice. <laughs> so I walked past the security guard, and I was like, I just want you to know that what you did was wrong. And blah 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 and this and that and he was like, well, I was blah 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck do you? I was like, what do you? I escalate to this point of complete rage where I just said, you're a fucking man. I will beat the shit out of you like a man. The everyone <laughs> gets said, weird. I'll beat the shit out of you like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I just lose my mind. I'm furious with this person because he keeps getting in my face. Um, everything gets weird. Everyone in the back is like, "Whoa, that got that escalated." Yeah, because it was yeah. loud. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a fury. I get really crazy sometimes. But no, you're in. You're totally in the right there. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing worse, and it happens very occasionally. Yeah, but it'll I was never happen. On that show again. It happens. <laughs> it happens with. It happens with people who are sort of on the outskirts of comedy, who aren't really doing it for real. Yeah. Where you get heckled or bothered from 
another comedian. And there's nothing worse than that. Like, oh, that's yeah. the most fucked up thing. The like, disres- the, yeah. the most disrespectful thing. Because you know, you, you, you know, know how hard anyone. this is. Yeah. Like, you know more than anything how yeah. brutal this can be. That's what makes me mad. When, and it's very rare. Because mo- anyone who's done it for any amount of time knows, like, don't ever do that. Right. Ever. But, but it does like it, it does happen, and it's when it happens. It, oh, it's, it's like the you, worst. Yeah, you're just like you just made an enemy for life. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, oh, it's the worst thing you can do. Oh yeah, I get, I get real hot, real hot. Real yeah. Happens. Um, on a funner note, um, <laughs> I can tell you about one of the first times I ever performed. Um, I don't know if it was. I, I have a hard time with the timeline. I'm like, this is it was new enough that I hadn't yet built the internal clock, which allows you to know how much time you're doing. Right. Yeah. So I was used to doing, like, shitty shows or whatever. I go to do this show. It's a bringer show at Stand Up New York. So it's a bringer show. Is So you have to bring all your friends. All my friends are there. Uh, I wrote down on a list everything. So, sorry to interrupt. Just explain a little more. Just because we're not, Explain a little more what the bringer, what oh, exactly I mean, the bringer oh, yeah. is. I mean, it doesn't matter for the story, really. Right. But a bringer show is you bring your friends and they allow you to perform. Right, you need to That's, bring a set yeah. amount of friends, like yeah, eight friends, ten, ten friends. friends, you get your time. Yeah, just when I started, like, you don't have to be funny. You just have to bring people right. to the show. Right, uh, So I write down every single thing on a piece of paper that I ever thought was funny. <laughs> I must have had 44 different topics to talk about for a 10-minute spot. So imagine if it, each idea was... A, shortest one minute that's still 44 minutes <laughs> of material so my dad was a comedian before me so my dad would like he's like oh, are you excited for the show remember man comedy is its own beast you know you never know what's going to happen anything could go wrong and you have to adjust so i'm like i'm going in my mentality like yeah i'm ready to be a comedian yeah you know i go on stage i'm at about the fourth uh, note I have on my piece before fourth topic to talk about. <laughs> um, the light they sh- they shine the light so I get off. I do not see the light, so that means I had went over my ten minute mark. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just keep going. Yeah. At about fifteen minutes, they turn my microphone off. At which case, my brain says, "This is it." Anything can go wrong. <laughs> the microphone's broke. <laughs> you gotta go no mic. So I take the microphone off, move it to the side. Now I'm performing like it's a one-man show to 40 people who all know what happened. I keep going. At about 17 minutes, uh, they turn the music on. They just turn music on in the club. And I, again, go, man, this sound system must really be fucked. Right. Now I got to deal with this? Well, I got some dance moves. <laughs> so I dance to the music. Now I'm dancing on stage, yelling at the crowd. <laughs> the guy running the show has no idea how to get me off stage. So he turns all the lights off in the entire club. <laughs> Just turns everything off. He runs on stage, grabs me by the collar, and he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You did 25 minutes. I have no idea. I, I was so excited. I had no idea. Yeah. Pulls me off. He's like, you can't do this much time. This isn't your half hour special. <laughs> oh, God. I was, the entire crowd was like, my friends were like, dude, you didn't know? Like, that was kind of arrogant of you to just do that much time. But I just had no idea. Burn the light. I, and I was like, I, I can't do this ever again. Didn't do comedy for two years. <laughs> Dude, that, the, the f- idea that in your head, it, all of these things kept happening and you huh. kept going, yeah. anything can yeah. happen. You gotta like, keep. Thi- this is comedy, baby. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah, in, in, in your head, you're like, I'm not going to look like an unprofessional. You know what I mean? But you're doing that. Oh, That's so funny. And like all these things that would happen or something that would happen like, oh, a microphone breaks. That'll probably happen after a year of doing comedy. Music goes on. That probably it's like in my, it was like my second show. Right. In my head, it was like, this is what goes down every time. Yeah. yeah. Things you have to be. Yeah, able I don't want to look the punches. like a noob. Yeah. Not know how to handle oh, this. Oh, my God. You know what's God. funny, too, is that like you couldn't have been the last person on that show. No, so I was like somebody the third. Had, a bunch of people had to follow that. Yeah. Which is great. 
there was like eight people. Uh, <laughs> and then I have to follow this up. I, I've told you know the site the same when I made my comeback to comedy. Um, <laughs> Your comeback. My comeback. Stand up New York, same club. Uh, um, the host goes. He's like very excited. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you never believe who's here. Keep it going. Jerry Seinfeld is here. Oh, nice. And so, you're just in the audience? Uh, no, I went up right before Seinfeld. Oh, wow. So I went up. I get off stage. Seinfeld comes on. He does his thing. Um, now, he there was only about eight people in the crowd because I had to bring eight people to that show, and they were all my friends. Um, and I had, just, I, was, I had just seen Brian Regan. And Brian Regan does this thing at the end of his set where he goes, does anybody, he's like, does anybody want to hear any material? That you like because he'll have people screaming out their favorite jokes. Right. So what he'll do is he'll do like your favorite joke for you so he can kind of get through it. Yeah. So at the end of Seinfeld's act, what I didn't know is that he develops his material sometimes by saying, does anybody have any questions for me? So then you ask a question and then he'll be like, like, hey, why is Google a thing? And he'll be like, what's up with Google? Right, right, you know, right. and then he'll develop a joke about Google. Right. So he says, does anybody have any questions for me? I think he's doing the material thing. So I yell, Jerry, what's up with people who ride the bus? <laughs> Thinking that that's, I think that that's a Seinfeld joke. That's I, what's the best part. I, I, I don't to this think, day, I don't think it's a Seinfeld joke. No, it's just I think how you make fun of Seinfeld. <laughs> right. I think that's just right. a classic way to right. rip But you on weren't Seinfeld. thinking that. You were thinking yeah. it was a no. bit. Yeah. But he responds with, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you just the comedian up here talking about nothing? To which my brother responds, because he's in the crowd, didn't you have a show based on nothing, which infuriates Seinfeld? <laughs> he gets off stage, walks towards me, and I'm trying to be like, look, I wasn't trying to heckle. I'm so sorry. Right. He just blows, he just goes like, he was just like, what, I mean, he really tore into me. And I was really just being like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I wasn't heckling. I yeah. thought you were asking for the bits. Totally ignores me, but then comes to the doorway where my brother is standing. And my brother just blocks him in the, <laughs> he just kind of blocks him in the store and looks at me and goes, hey, Greg, you want to fuck up Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I, and he just walked by. He didn't. And I was like, my brother's like very tall. He's intimidating. I don't know that Seinfeld heard that, thank God, because I was like, he'll ban me from comedy. I don't know what right. happened. I told Joe, I was like, no, what are you doing? And he was like, fuck that, man. You're my little brother. I'll protect you. I'm like, yeah, against what, like a 50-year-old Jewish comedian? Like, it could get, leave me in more trouble. It's so funny. So then this, after that, that all happens. I'm embarrassed. <sighs> I was still starting golf comedy. My friend goes, I want to write an article about you to help with your comedy. Nice. Yeah, very nice. So the opening sentence in the article she wrote was, "You, uh, uh, he is, uh, op he is Jerry Seinfeld's opener." <laughs> oh, she was, was like, at that show. Well, she knew that the right. show had happened. I think she was at the show, yeah. and I was like, "You can't put this." It was on the internet, so you got to take it down. And she was like, well, "It's up and whatever." So that is the. S so I was like, "Well, I can't have this. So I'll just change my name." And that's why and you that took Stone. Is why I am Greg Stone, as opposed to Greg Carluzzo. Because I was convinced that if Seinfeld found out about this, I'd be banned from comedy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh now, and the truth is, like, there are very, very few people, if anyone really, that could, like, that could <laughs> actually ban someone from comedy. Yeah. But... Jerry Seinfeld could do as close as anyone. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. most people saying that, I'd be like, "What are you talking about? You can't ban someone from comedy." If if Jerry Seinfeld really wanted yeah. to blackball someone, he could do it. If now he's a yeah. nice guy; he wouldn't do it. Um, which I do have to say because we've talked. I kind of, uh, I kind of, uh, uh, I was worried a couple episodes ago. I was. I think we talked about like a bit a little negatively about about what he's doing lately. And let me just be clear, uh, set the record straight. He is an idol of mine. I love Seinfeld. Uh, I grew up on the Seinfeld show. Sure. Uh, I mean, he's a legend. I was just kind of more talking about how guys, you get to a certain level and you can coast on your on your reputation. Yeah. But he could have called any club and been like, "Greg is don't book this comic." Yeah. If he, I mean, they weren't booking me anyway. But right. Um. Boy, that's funny. 
Yeah. Um, so then I started using Stone, which is my mom's name. Uh, also, because I was working at a hospital, and I didn't want them looking at my comedy, because my comedy was all like, look at my dick. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I need a stage name, man. Nobody can pronounce my last name. Yeah, just well, change your it to Air, easy. A-I-R. Air. Yeah, I know. It's easy, but it's spelled E-Y-R-E. I should change Two it people. to A-I-R. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. I think so. That's how it's spelled it on my phone. I thought if I, ever, if I ever wanted to have a pun as an album title, my first album is going to be called Polluted Air. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Man, I like, I enjoyed this. I know you guys don't like to talk about the podcast during the podcast, but I thought today was fun. Yeah, it was different from what we usually do. I'm a little more low. I felt a little low key. I think we're all kind of in the same mood. Uh, you know, yeah. Which I like nice. that we would do that, though. I like that we would kind of, some days we're just going to tell you know, some stories. You know, if you listen to an album, you know, not every track could be aggressive. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you might want one that's like more soft. Uh, now, real quick, um, before we go, I know we uh, don't normally have guests on this show, oh. mm. uh, but a very good uh, friend of mine, I just happened to run into him today, and uh, I thought we'd have him on the podcast for a little bit. Uh, Tough James is here. Oh, Tough James. How do you know him? Where is he here? Are you letting him in? Hey, I'm Tough James. Oh, 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 you're Tough James. Hey. You're Brendan's friend. Yeah. Cool, hey, Tough James. Hey, TJ. What's cooking? What's this, uh, what's this podcast all about? Because Tough James, Tough James don't like it. <laughs> well, I wow. just keep thinking, am I going to let this out? <laughs> Mainly it's just uh, Brendan. I guess you know. How do you know Brendan, by the way? Oh, he used to, he used to come by the garbage can factory where I was born. Oh, the garbage can factory where you were born. Where was that? I guess that's in Cleveland. I don't know where it was because I never went outside from the garbage can factory till I was twenty four. That's how I got so tough. How? Wait, what? How does that make sense? How do you make sense? You think you grow up in a garbage can factory? You're not gonna be tough. I'm well, tough I don't game. know. Well, you, I mean, it, it would depend on what you would do in the garbage can factory. What What did you do that how you got so tough? I had a job. My main job at the garbage can factory was at the nighttime. I'd sweep up all the floors. That's what made you tough? Yeah, my hands got real tough. You would sleep up the floors with your hands. You wouldn't use a broom or anything? No, I had a broom, but the, but the wood of the broom handle... Sometimes would get splintery and whatnot, so my hands got real tough. So then how did you meet Brandon? He came by the garbage can factory one day because they do tours, and he said, (laughs) and they were doing a tour, and he said, oh, who's that? And I said, oh, I'm Tough James. And he said, have you ever been outside, Tough James? And I said, I've never been outside, and I never want to (laughs) go. So then Brendan took you outside, I'm guessing? No. Okay, so how did you eventually... Go outside. That seems like a big step. I just, two days ago was the first time I ever went outside. Oh, wow. Because the garbage can factory closed down. So I got on a bus and I came to New York City <laughs> to find the only person I ever knew. <laughs> Brendan. Brendan. <coughs> so you, were you... You took a bus? Yeah. Where did you get the money for the bus? Well... When I worked sweeping the garbage can factory, sometimes I'd find little knickknacks or whatnot on the floor, like a little, sometimes I'd find a used postage stamp or a picture from a dirty magazine mm. or whatnot, and I would make art projects out of them. I'd make collages, and I sold them. And that's where you got your butt. But they weren't paying you at the garbage can factory? That's a good question. I feel like you'd make more money just on your normal just on your salary. normal wages than selling art. Yeah. No, no, I did. This was before. I just learned about people getting paid yesterday. Really? I didn't know. I thought I. I thought the garbage can factory was my mother. So you're working. Oh well, geez, that's a whole mother, that's a whole can of worms. Did you go to? Well, because you were you were raised there, so you didn't have any kind of schooling or anything like that. I had to. 
sometimes they would I had two books. What? I had two books. I learned everything I knew from two books. Oh, what were those books? The Hunger Hunger Caterpillar. <clears throat> it's a good one. And the mixed up files of Basil E. Rockweiler about the kids that hide and live in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. That's how I got so tough. I just assumed that was normal because I was hiding living in a garbage can factory. So then you got you got out of the factory, closed down. So then you you sold the collages and you made enough money to take a bus to come to New York to see Brendan. How'd you find him? Find who? Brendan. That's a good question. I just went wherever the first bus was going. I guess I lucked out. Oh, oh. Yeah, that is really lucky. Yeah, you just got on the bus and got off and saw Brendan? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't get on the, the bus. I got into the baggage area. So this is coming from okay. Cleveland to New a York. Bit, a couple of loopholes here in, in the, the baggage story. area. You didn't have to pay for this bus ticket. You just got in the baggage area. So then, well, it's no, I paid. You, you paid to be in the baggage area. Yeah, I'm not. Who that did you pay? I paid the, I paid the guy at the bus station. And he threw you in the baggage. <laughs> no, I don't. Like I said, that was the first day I ever been outside. I didn't know. I thought that was a different area of the bus. So, so you, you just wandered in there. Got in there, and no one said anything. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah. go ahead. You got another question? Oh, I got a lot. Of, I mean, I yeah, got a yeah, lot no, of yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, this sure. guy's got a real, I think he's got some real loose. It's a tough loose, life. Tough life and some loose marbles in his head. Sure. I don't want to be no, aggressive no. to tough James. No, but, no. Go ahead, man. You got to ask this question. Um, no, I think I, I, got, I uh, yeah. So uh, what, do you plan, what are your plans here in New York? I'm just looking for another garbage can factory. Because uh. that's all I know. I mean, they probably got him here in New York. Well, I don't know. No, there aren't any garbage can factories. There There's a Target. They sell garbage. Yeah, but they have to be made somewhere, so there must yeah, be some kind of place. What kind of factories? Let me ask you this: Do they have any of those red Doritos? Yeah, they got red Doritos. Because that's yeah. all I've ever eaten. So change it up. You're in New York. Get some falafel. So how do I know if I'm able to digest anything other than red Doritos? Because they had a question. vending machine. At the garbage can factory, I'd get three packages of red Doritos per week. Where were you getting this money from for the vending machine? Or were you smashing the vending machine open? You probably knew a trick if you worked there that long. No. No, that's probably good. No, there was a kindly old man that ran the conveyor belt, and he'd give me 35 cents every two days. I'd save that money up, and I'd buy red Doritos. I never drank anything. I never had a liquid till two days ago. Oh man! Never must... had a liquid. You you got some probably. You do have some digestive problems. Yeah. Well, that might be why I'm only three feet tall. <laughs> well, I mean that's got more to do with genetics. Um, well, no, I guess if you were just raised there and you had no, um, what's it called? Like uh, vitamins or what is it called? Like nu- nutrients. If you had no nutrients, yeah, I guess you might. Yeah, it's a miracle you're alive. What um. So you're looking for a garbage can factory. You're hanging out with Brendan. You just got here. Um, what, uh, I don't know, possibilities of meeting a woman or a man? I don't know what you're into. Yeah, I'd love to meet a woman. I, there was one woman who worked at the garbage can factory. Her name was Nancy. Oh, so what happened there? Nothing. But a lot of times I'd look at her and I'd draw pictures of her with... I'd, one time I found a purple crayon, and I drew a picture of Nancy all over the locker room walls. And then I, sometimes I'd kiss it. Yeah, tell us more about that. Well, I'd wait till everyone went home, mm. and I had this nice picture of Nancy that I drew with my purple crayon. And I'd take a little of the hair that I'd secretly yeah. stolen from Nancy. Mm. Mm. And I'd tape it up on the wall. All right, look, I don't, I don't think we're gonna have time for this, Tough James. I, it, I got, guys. Oh, Brendan, you're back. Yeah, oh, hold goodness. on a second. Uh, hold on. Uh, you left us in this room with a long time with that. Yeah, Tough <laughs> James, could you, could you cover your ears for a second? Yeah, that won't be a problem because I don't hear too good anyway. Okay, yeah, t- just cover your ears. 
Thanks. Guys, I don't I don't know what to do about this guy. He's yeah. come he's come, he's followed me. It's real weird. You gotta lose him. I gotta get him out. He, right? Um yeah, I don't know though, because it, he's he's got a pretty tough life. Not that, you know, sometimes some people walk into your life. It's pretty easy. He just lived in one place. <sighs> ate a bunch Gee, of Doritos. Ate a, nothing but red Doritos, three bags just for a week. Yeah, guys, he's three feet tall. He looks like Golem. Yeah. His skin is see through. Anyway, we got it. That's going to, that uh, time is up for today, but I'm going to have to figure out what we're going to do about this guy. Uh, t- tough change. Uncover your ears. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I don't. Well, I don't very nice to meet you. Yeah, I've never yeah. met anyone like that. I don't think I've never met anyone. Well, you met Brendan and Nancy. And yeah, the kindly old guy that gave you the Dorito money. No, I was just saying that to fit in. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't know what met meant. <laughs> okay. Oh well. Well, that would oh, make sense boy. then. Okay. Well, listen. I don't think it's going to work out with him. I don't think we'll have him back on the podcast, but uh, oh, that's well, been the Rad Dude Cast uh, episode eight. 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 Later. And, uh, if you've listened to this episode all the way through, uh, tweet at me, Candy Chandelier is your code word. <laughs> Candy Chandelier. You... Tweet it to at the Rad Dude Cast. Oh, I just want to say, uh, Fett sent me a nice message about how he really enjoyed the last one. Um, I just want to say thanks. Shout out to Fetz. Yeah, he just had a baby, too. Hey, happy baby. Candy chandelier. Candy chandelier. Bye.